For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is Super South, your Highlanders rugby fix. Thanks to SBS Bank, proud official banking partner of the Highlanders, helping Kiwis with their banking needs for generations. And shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Oh, that's our name. Otago Highlanders. Here to play the game. Otago Highlanders. Winning is our aim. Welcome to the house. Seven o'clock here on SENZ. This is Super South. Yes, winning is our aim. Uh, aim was a little off to start with this season, but we're getting there now. Uh, uh, William Tell, like you'd have to say, uh, Goldie, couple of wins on the bounce. Yeah, things are. Um, oh, they're looking up. Um, they weren't looking up early in the game on the weekend no. once again. Um, but I think this is testament to. You know, once again, I keep listening to the interviews that Clark Dermody does. Yeah, well, I think Brownie's palming a few of these off now. Well, may, maybe you know, this the, is looking into the future, right? What did we say last week? And then two days later, there's a stuff article. <laughs> yeah, didn't give us any credit, none. But whatsoever. anyway, I mean, obviously Clark's interested in the job, but I think you know um, he, he talked about some of the things they've been working on. You know, they felt they were getting closer. Um, they were putting in the right amount of effort. You know, all the things you want to hear from a coach saying, but then you've got to go and deliver, right? Yep. And then they delivered on the weekend. And their most significant win of the season, you'd have to say, uh, beating the Reds. Um, the Reds are a team that are on a bit of a slide. Um, you know, and I was surprised at their performance on the weekend, but then when you're missing key pieces of the puzzle like they were, it's just, it was a, a perfect opportunity for the Highlanders to come out on top, and they did it really well. Well, I mean, you know, considering the amount of grief that the Warriors got, um, for not being able to score against a team that was two men down. The Highlanders um, had two yellow cards in the first 20 minutes of that game, and the Reds were only 12 nil up by the time the Highlanders were back to a full quota. I think that says something too, because I think they already had three on the board when that happened, so they, they, they didn't score a lot of points. Yeah, look, um, that's still got to be bitterly disappointing um, if you're the Highlanders. Those are moments you can control, Yeah, and you'd, you'd hate to look back at your season and go, you know what? Um, the reason we didn't make it was because of, of I suppose, uh, a foolish mistake, things that you, you can take care of. And, and so those will those will be conversations I'll have. Much better weekend, though. Mm. No Reds in the weekend. No, that's true. You know, so, uh, and, and, and I think there was three games that didn't have a yellow at any way, shape or form. So maybe, maybe the players, coaches and, and everyone involved are starting to learn that we need to do things a little bit differently. And look, we got some blowouts on the weekend, but um, for the Highlanders to score 27 over there, um, they come home now uh, and take on a force team, which is really important. But for them, some really, really big performances, you know, from guys. And, and, and you know, they've, they've been searching all season. They've had a lot of injuries. And, and um, you know, I think uh, it can only give them more and more confidence. You'd have to think so. I, I do have to say, though, uh, Jeff, that I thought that the second yellow uh for the Highlanders was a little bit harsh because, I mean, I get that the ta- it was a tackle where the referee said he lifted a player, but he'd be on the horizontal, right? 
But then he said, but he, he dropped him dangerously. But he didn't drop him dangerously because he realised, and the player actually put his hands down, and the hands were what stopped the fall, um, even though the, the Highlanders player actually went, oh, hang on, I'm in, I might be in trouble here, and tried to adjust. So I don't see, I guess I go, hey, look, mate, it's a penalty. Be careful, you've lifted him above the, above the horizontal. But A, he tried to adjust, and B, the guy he was tackling, it was it's happening in so much slow-mo, he could get his hands down and stop him, his head hitting the ground or anything else hitting the ground. Everything you, see here, says, you said there, yep. Ricardo has great merit Thank you. in the air. In the end, though, the process is don't lift him behind, beyond the horizontal. The moment that happens, it starts at red because you've got to then see how the impact is. Put him in a dangerous position. Yes, you may have... Um, he may have tried to control him on the way down and he had time to protect himself mm. and he didn't land on his head or anything like that. But the reality is what you can't factor in there is if once he'd lifted him, what else could have happened at the same time, which we've seen, and then all of a sudden another impact comes in and he does. So I think it's dangerous play, it's reckless. I just, it's unnecessary, you know. Uh, we saw it in Wellington as well in the last moments. Um, uh, the uh, resu- uh, what's uh, I'll, I'll come and have a look at his name. He came off the bench, and but he lifted the guy up, and, and it's it starts at red. You get to yellow. You're going to be very lucky now if you get to a point where you lift the guy above the horizontal and you don't see a card. So uh, you know, I, I had someone text me as soon as it happened, going, "Did you see that?" And I said, "No, I didn't see it." I went look back at it immediately, um, uh, uh, and then I went look. I don't think the referee did anything wrong. He, he stuck to the processes. All the players know the process. Um, in the end, it didn't affect the outcome of the game. No. Maybe uh, um, a lesson learnt, and, and they move on. But it put themselves under pressure. Like you say, the Reds really, um, the Reds didn't take advantage of it, and, and um, you know it was, it was a big one. I, I had to laugh at the. I just rewatched the highlights before he came on, and I just because I remembered this part where the second try that the Reds scored, and I can't remember who the co-coms was, was a former Australian uh, player. Um, was it Justin Harrison, was it? It might have been Justin Good. Harrison, yep. yeah. So there's a bomb, right, to the right wing, and the centre, the red centre, comes running in behind and jumps, catches the ball over a Highlanders player and scores a try. Harrison goes on about, he's not the tallest bloke in the Reds' back line. That is a magnificent <laughs> leap. And it's like, mate... He's just leapt over, uh, leapt over Mitch Hunt, who's about five foot six. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Calm yeah. down. Calm yeah, down. yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. You know, um, and and it's it's certainly a, a situation Mitch has been in a few times before. You know, and it's nothing worse. He's probably thinking, "Oh, it's penalty advantage. Oh, here it comes. They're going to drop one. They're going to drop one on me." And why is the ten out there? In that situation, oh, he's usually dropped back to fullback at some point. Oh, right, you know, um, yeah. and most, a lot of teams do that. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of guys move their ten out of a out of a front line defensive position because then they're looking for them to play a different role. They do it further up the field as well. So yeah. that's just you know, normally used to seeing the ten behind the line. He's but he's sort of more central. Than yeah, yeah. Well, that, they, the they were putting Garden Bishop um, yeah, in, yeah. in the front line, uh, bigger frame too. Mm. Um, uh, but it does make your target. Actually, I think it happened in the North South game as well, right at the very end. Yeah, um, uh, was a, a deciding factor. So I mean, I think for me in that game. Uh, it's just one of those things. If they get the kick right, it's, I would love to us have done more of it when I played. Yeah. Because I loved getting up in the uh, in the air and contesting for possession, you know. It just wasn't something that was done often. You um, had that Jordan-style leap, didn't you? Oh, well, but, but you just did because you had a, you had mm. the, all the momentum. Yeah. You know, Mitch is in a no-win situation. He's standing there. 
you know, um, uh, he, he has to try and get off two feet. It, it's all in your advantage. And, and you know it doesn't matter if you make a mistake, right? They're going to go back to the penalty. You know, I'm, I'm wondering even in the old days whether or not, you know, the advantage was almost gone, you know, if you, you, you had that chance to score. Um, but, but yeah, um, I say lucky, luckily for, for Mitch and the team, it didn't uh, affect the outcome. But, you know, uh, overall... Um, you know, seeing some really, really good signs. I'm sort of looking forward to what's going to happen over the next few weeks. And this is the big week uh, against the force. But, you know, I mentioned to Kirsty before the before the break, there was a couple of players in particular. And, and Marino Makaeli too mm. has got, you know, he's always had this ability. Um, he's sort of never quite settled on his position at the Highlanders. He's sort of been playing at six, playing at eight, coming off the bench, filling a role. Um, but you watch him play um, for Hawks Bay, a relentless, impact, impactful player at MPC level, you know, and and uh, I think maybe this might could be, maybe it could be his breakout season if he can get a, a big bank of of these next few games and behind him. Well, I mean, the thing for him is the way he's come into this team is um, the the Manaki Selby Rickett, the loss of him, that yep. big body carrying a ball forward. I know they're a different position, but if you need to break the line, he's a guy that you can give the ball to do that. Yeah, yeah, and you can look for him, and he doesn't necessarily do it all the time with straight power. Yeah, he's got nice feet. He's got a good fend. Um, you know, I think. Uh, yeah, I just you know he's starting to more and more. He, he's starting to look more and more like not just a a starting super rugby player, but a player who can go to the next next level. Very much uh, like this next guy I want to talk about, it's Billy Harmon. Um, I think 12 months ago, uh, you'd be talking about Billy Harmon. He'd had such a huge season. He was in the conversation for the higher honours because Sam Kane was out injured. Yeah. So he was out and unavailable. So, so you're looking for who can play at seven. And, and we're congested with such great talent. Um, Dalton Popoli, uh, Adi Savia. But Harmon's that pure seven with a massive engine, with great range, and you watch him on the weekend in those conditions, go on the full 80, really, really impressed with his game. Not afraid to carry, can carry. Um, you know, once again, like to see, because they moved uh, Lynchies to six, mm. you know, and that combination was, you know, it seemed to work pretty well for them, you know. So wh- whether or not they do that going forward. Is he and, big enough at like international level as a seven? Well, that's the that's the big question. That yeah. is a hundred percent the big question about how you want your seven to play, and and that that will be my question as well because um, Sam Kane, Dalton Popoli, the frame that they have, the size that they have, they, you know, they're clicking one six, one seven kegs maybe. Yeah. Seven, you know, Ethan Blackhead has played seven for the Crusaders too this season. Yep. Yeah, you but I, yeah, yeah. he's a, once again a different type of player. Yeah. But I, I've just really enjoyed watching. Um, Harmon over the, when he's played um, over the last couple of seasons because he's just missed a lot of games with injury. Yep. When he has played, he's been really, really good. So, really did like that. And you can't argue, you know, um, it was Phil Alfakatava's uh, biggest and most impactful time on the park this year. Yeah, no, you know, well, I, I want to ask you something. I want to tell you something that you someone, tell me. someone said uh, and get your reaction to it. I'm going to tell you after this, though, because we uh, need to get a breakaway. Um, if you've got calls, if you've got something you want to say about what we've talked about so far here on Super South, you can call us on 0800 150 or text us on the Temper Bedpost text machine double eight double three. This is Super South, SBS Bank, 100% owned by its customers, delivering convenient everyday banking. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's a quarter past seven here on Super South. Ricardo Ball and Jeff Wilson with you. Brought to you by SBS Bank. 
a customer-owned New Zealand bank, proud to be in the heart of our communities. And Jeff, what I was going to tell you... You've got something sticky for me, oh, I reckon. You've I got a, You've got a controversial conversation you want me to have. Yes, and, uh, and as you, say, you say sticky. Well, it comes from uh, one of the stickiest blokes I know, and uh, Steve Devine. And he's, of course, um, part of our Blues Brothers show that happens on a Wednesday from 7.30. He was on breakfast on Monday morning. He was asked about Finlay Christie as he put himself in the conversation for the All Blacks. And he said as he put himself in the conversation, he's the best halfback in the country at the moment. He's better than Aaron Smith. Now, what How did he qualify? What did he say? In terms of... Well, he just said he's, he's doing everything better. He's executing better. He's he's running with the ball. His pass is great. He's got good vision. Um, he's quick around the field. You know, he's doing a lot of really good things. And then we were just talking about how much it changed when Falau Fakatava came on for the Highlanders uh, against the Reds. Um, so I asked you, is do you think Steve's right? Is Finlay Christie the best halfback in the competition at the moment from a New Zealand point of view? Well, I and think, where do you think Aaron is? If if you if you're doing the eye test mm. and you're watching the top of the table Blues play and playing well and doing what Finlay Christie does, you 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 could quite easily say that. But re- we should always remember that Super Rugby is not Test match footy. Mm. Experience counts for a lot. But I'd say this: I certainly think the role of the halfback in the last eighteen months to probably two years in the international game and even in the game right now at Super Rugby has changed, given the nature of the way. Defences are how physical and and it is a defensive dominated game. We've seen that some of the scores were reflected that on the weekend, and and I don't think we read into the games the Rebels and the Drua were involved in because they clearly, clearly were not there uh, mentally and physically for those games and were beaten by a much better prepared sides, um, or not prepared side, but just better teams. Um, so. Uh, when this come back to this conversation around halfbacks, is what do you need them to do now? The threat that they need to pose. Now, I don't think you can ever argue against Aaron Smith being the best passer and deliverer of the ball and fastest passer we've got in the country right now. If you need that and that's what you want, then he's always going to be your number one pick. What you need now, though, other times and around the game to create opportunities on attack is you need a halfback that will run, mm. that can test the line. And... Remembering fatigue still plays a part in the game, and Falau Fakatava took an advantage of a, a, a tiring red side, a fatiguing red side, who had lost Harry Wilson, one of their very best players in the first half. It made a significant impact on the way that they were able to go deep into that game, and he, he read the opportunities beautifully. Um, and so if you were asking about Finlay, you'd, you'd say that he is delivering all of the little things. I still... Still want to keep an eye on his kicking game mm-hmm. and the accuracies in around that. You're, I'm never going to, in this environment right now, take Aaron Smith out of the all-black environment in the conversation. In fact, you, I'd still select him. And that's where I think at the moment, you know, the, it's you, you, you still need to add, you, add to your game. The one thing that Aaron Smith doesn't have from, though, he doesn't have a dominant team, mm. but he hasn't had that in the past. But he doesn't have a genuine running threat right now at first five who can attract attention who can stretch the defence, which can create holes on the inside um, because they come up a little bit too quickly. So he doesn't quite have that. And when you haven't got that, that means all of a sudden you're sort of being overloaded a little bit on the inside. And so the Highlanders are striking from time to time on attack. I still think he's doing a lot of the things he does really well um, and doing those well. But there's no doubt that Finlay Christie has been a standout performer. Brad Weber, I, I, 
Very rarely do I ever see him play a poor game. He hasn't played for a few weeks now through injury, but up until that, he'd been playing well. So halfback's a really difficult conversation because if you watch TJ Perinara on the weekend, had a really, really good game. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's what is it they're looking for now and what are they looking for in, what, 14 months' time? In 14 months' time, we've got 18 test matches, maybe 19. There could be another sneaky one. Um, you know, there's a possibility, uh, I think we might be going up to Japan again. I would say this, though, New Zealand rugby, just quickly uh, uh, around that, they're looking at a New Zealand A or a, a second oh, yeah. New Zealand side playing a number of games this year. I think that group is going to be critical because there's going to be a lot of guys who have worn the All Black jersey in the last 18 months who may miss out, and they're going to get really important rugby, and there's going to be a, a, another tier, which is going to be really well coached and have a number of games, I believe, this year. That's what I'm hearing, and if that's the case, that's great. Yeah, that, that, is, is, that is really, really important. So then all of a sudden, the selection debate might change a little bit about who am I carrying, who do I keep developing, and who do I really want to keep playing. Yeah, well, and and that's something that's bitten coaches in the in the backside in the past as being too loyal to to players, right? I mean, I I, I automatically think of the nineteen ninety one Rugby World Cup. Everyone does for for that, right? And and I I think that you can see some similarities with the current squad or the squad that we had last year. And you look at that squad and put it, you know, like you say, 14, 15 months down the track, what does that look like? Oh, f- uh, philosophically, you know, it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating first squad that's named for the All Blacks. 36 players, Ian Foster has talked about that they're going to play. No Anton Leonard-Brown available. Does that put a Thomas Umanga Jensen in the picture? What do you do with Geordie Barrett when you're talking about Roger tuivasa Sheck? Are you seriously thinking about playing him against Ireland in the midfield? You know, um, yeah. And, and are you going, oh, if we win the first two, we'll play them in the third one? How about we win the, worry about the first one? And, and uh, you know, all of those things will start coming in. You know, I, I know we're in the middle of a great competition right now, and, it's, and it is brilliant, but all of a sudden there is going to be more attention on what's happening and when the squad's going to get named. And it's exciting. It's only exciting, though, if we see guys who have maybe not had a previous opportunity. It doesn't need to be many, hmm. but I'd like to think... We we're considering an injection, you know, of of guys who have played well over the last couple of months of Super Rugby Pacific. Some some fresh faces. A couple of texts through from Tony in Auckland, and I'll give you I I've given you that Tony in Auckland because what he said next I thought would uh, would spark a reaction. All the blues and black. That's how we beat the Irish. <laughs> well, yeah, um, are they all eligible? I think they are. So if they're all eligible. Um, the funny thing is, if you start talking about the guys, um, you know, you've, you've obviously got Hodgman, you've got mm. Offatuanga Fassi. Um, here's, a, here's an interesting one for you. For Patrick Tupolotu's team has just been knocked out, or they haven't made the playoffs mm. in, the, in Japan. Does he come back early? Well, I, I'm pretty sure he'll be on the plane home now yep. uh, in the next week or so, coming back to New Zealand. He is contracted to New Zealand rugby, which means he was on a sabbatical. He could come in and replace a player in a squad through injury. So if there is an injury and he can come in. So he could be a possibility for possibly the Blues. I'm assuming that's who he's contracted to. That might give them extra depth in the locking uh, position. Fascinating to see. Luke Romano had the week off, done a great job all year. But you know, there's no doubt you look at the Blues team and the way that they're playing. They are seriously dangerous, but they're not unbeatable. And, and you know, I can't wait to see the Brumbies take on these teams. You mentioned two locks. You mentioned two props. 
you didn't mention the guy for the Blues that sits in between them. And well, I know Kurt, this is a, I know this is a Super South show. We haven't seen Dane Coles all season. Or was it going to see him? We saw, no, we have. We saw him on the weekend. Oh, sorry, he did. He He's came back. off the bench. He's yeah, back. But, I mean, His timing has run. He, He's how, like a, all classic Hurricanes. But, you know, like, the, we got told he was going to be back five weeks in, and then it was another couple of weeks in. So how, I mean, you know, how much can we rely on him to oh, speaking can, of older players? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I agree entirely. He's the one guy, though, I would still, if he's fit, I'd take him. Um, look, Cody Taylor's and Samasani Tokiaho are still our premier lock, um, hookers. Kurt Eklund's done a great job. I'm not, I, I, you know, and um, I, I don't want to take anything away from him. I'm not sure he's quite, quite ready. But in saying that, I wouldn't have an issue if we had injuries. If you had to pick up the phone and say, Kurt, look, I need you to come into the squad. It's the same I can say a little bit about Liam Coltman, who's been there before. There are some positions I really, really trust in this country. And Hooker is one of those. Asafa Amua. We've got incredible depth. It's it's funny. I think we've got incredible depth in a number of positions, but those in particular. Um, great chat too, Kurt. Always easy to talk to after the game. Mate. Put him on the panel. Has a good yarn, you know. So scored um, a hat trick from Hooker this season. I mean, yeah, but that, that's an indicative often, of the game. Um, <laughs> that's indicative of the game. Let's not get carried away. Carried away there with was, that. There but was I no, think no free running in those tries. No, no. But I think this is the nature for a lot of these players and a lot of Highlanders guys yeah. as well. You know, if you want to make an impact, this is the time you you make it. You know, and and it's a great question about you, you're talking about playing at that next level. I think there are guys, you know, that that I'd like to see get an opportunity from from across the competition. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes and see what that looks like when they do name that 36-man squad and, and what other news comes out, as Jeff's alluded to there. This is Super South, SBS Bank, proud official banking partner of the Highlanders, helping Kiwis with their banking needs for generations. Now, uh, Jeff, you did want to have a look at the run-in before we uh, go for the Highlanders. How do you think they're looking? Uh, of course, uh, this weekend, uh, got the force uh, in Dunners. Yep, uh, they got the force at home, and then they've got, um, what have they got next? They've got the Waratahs at home on Sunday, so a bit of a, a gap between those those games, um, which will be nice for them because they've done quite a lot of travelling. And then they finish off the Rebels away. So the thing it is, to control their destiny, they've got the two teams that they need, which is the Rebels and, and the, the force. force. Yep. You know, those are the two games. Uh, the Waratahs, they'll be a real challenge. Nice to have them in Dunedin, clearly. Um, Waratahs, are, I think, are a, an improving side. I think they've made some big strides. And, and, and a, you know, when, you, when you're winning games against New Zealand teams, you're showing some, some credibility. So uh, they, I, I think they're, they'll be tough. But those other two games mean for me that their, their destiny is in their own hands. And when you're starting to believe, like I think they, you can say you believe, mm. you can only cement that confidence when you win games of footy. And so now they've won a couple. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about the fact: how can you have a team in the playoffs? You know, that's going to have a losing record. You look at that around the globe. But bottom line, if you want, this is actually a sprint. This type of competition. You know, if you don't have a top eight out of twelve, there's not enough games to make up ground. This is why this competition is good. You're going to play fourteen games. You're going to get yourself in a position to get yourself into the eighth spot. If you only had a top six, there'd be teams that'd be out of the running right now. Yeah. You know, and you're going. Well, what's the point, you know? And, and you you don't want that. You want interest right to the very end. So if you look at the table, um, that's how it's going to play out. You know, even the drawer, as unlikely as it might be, have got an outside chance. But the force, the rebels, and the Highlanders are a massive scrap for the eighth spot. That's why this competition, I think, has great merit going forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what's the record of the Highlanders? The last three games, can they win out? Uh, I think they can win out, I, I, absolutely. I think they can beat the Force this weekend. Um, I have no doubt they can go and win a, a, against the, the Rebels in Australia. Um, the Waratahs at home will be their biggest biggest challenge. But once again, 
I, I don't think they fear that in any way, shape or form. They've, they've, they've taken on the, uh, the toughest of the Australians, I, I believe, right now. Yeah, exactly. And they uh, had a win in Queensland, which, to be honest, I mean, I didn't think they were going to win on Friday night. Did you? I thought they were going to win, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I did think they were going to win. I, no uh, James O'Connor, no Taniala Tupo. When you take two big pieces of the puzzle, you know, O'Connor's not going to be back, neither is Tupo. They're on a team that had just lost a couple of games. I thought they were, they were sort of heading, they, they were tracking in a, in a negative direction. So I felt pretty confident the job would get done. Did you feel that way at 12-0 with two men in the bin? I was concerned. But okay. I've had, it's been a season of concerns. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so I was able to come over the top of it. I was concerned yeah. the week before yeah. against the Drawer as well. You overcame but, your concerns. Yeah, and I just keep listening to what Clark Dermody and, and, and the conversation we had with Tony Brown and even uh, Stu Forster when we had the beer on the fact they could see some signs, you know, they see the effort. Um, when you get that from your players on a consistent basis, there hasn't been a game where you, you'd say about the Hollanders the effort hasn't been there. Mm. So if, as long as you're getting that, there's enough good players and, and, and good coaching in that group to get a result. Yeah, all right, there you go. This has been Super South for you for another week. Good stuff, Jeff. Thanks for coming in again, as always. Love it. And Love th- it Tuesday night. Yeah, and thanks for, for partially co-hosting the uh, run home as well. That was that was good of you to do that, uh, carry the what can for them. What is Beaver up to? Oh, what? It, well, how, how long have we got? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, 100%. Yeah. Well, 100%. Yeah. I look... I look forward to seeing it and witnessing it just one more time. And I'll have a look and study up exactly who's. Mind you, I've seen a list of who the players are going. I'll be fascinated too. Actually, it's makes on the it park. Out on the, yeah, out yeah. on the park. You yeah, know. no, great. Are, are Spain putting any uh, ineligible players on the field again? Well, I think we will be. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably all even out. Oh, outstanding! Yeah, outstanding. This has been super south. Yes, Ricardo. SPS Bank, your mutual bank since eighteen sixty nine. Convenient banking, one hundred percent owned by our customers. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.